Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends, the number one worldwide radio show. The show's outrageous and it's contagious. It will lift your spirits high, you'll feel that you can fly. Transform your attitude, fill it with gratitude. Cut loose and improvise. It's coaching time today. Joyce is a great coach with an extraordinary approach. Fast on the upbeat, top of the heap. A wild motivator, great simulator. Unstoppable in a humoristic way. Life lessons with passion, joyfully today. You want Joyce as your coach if you want this to be your best year ever. Coach Joyce here. I want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be my best year ever. I want this to be the best year ever for Dr. Cindy Collins, her friends and family, and we want this to be the best year ever for all our friends and family worldwide, and certainly our loyal listeners like you. Joyce, Barry, and Friends, the number one radio show. You might be wondering why this is so. Memorable quotes, life lessons, and so much more. The Coach's Corner will make you soar. All outstanding guests that we love to feature, you will find this show to be the best teacher. Great authors like Ted Siuba and Bernie Siegel, awesome leaders that soar like an ego. Beverly Nadler with Here's to Your Health, home business opportunities to increase your wealth. Kurt's impersonation and improvisation add to the show's transformation. Broadcasting live across America and around the globe with timely topics and issues to probe. The chat room is always fun. We see your comments and appreciate each one. Want to change your life? Change your approach. And hire me, Joyce Barry, to be your life coach. Folks, welcome to the show. It is an extraordinary show because the guest is extraordinary. The one, the only, Dr. Cindy Collins. She is absolutely amazing. Today she will talk about the many extremely positive effects of caregiving. The role is very demanding. She plays a major role in the health and recovery of one who needs help and support, and that is the role of the caretaker, the caregiver. Caregiving is so important to those who have trouble taking care of themselves, the elderly, the sick, the disabled, and those with significant health disorders such as stroke, dementia, and Alzheimer's. Our very special guest today, Dr. Collins, has over 30 years' experience in the hospice, nutrition, psychology, and education fields. Her expertise is expansive with years of medical experience in acute, chronic, and terminal illness. Dr. Collins focuses on nutrition, wellness, and grief issues. She will be giving important tips to the caregiver and provide valuable resources. I'm so excited about having you here, Dr. Collins. I got a half a page of your credentials and degrees, but I want to get right to you. The special role of the caregiver by one who should know. Dr. Collins, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, and good morning, Joyce. Thank you for the wonderful introduction. And I can't even imagine where to start because I have met many, many people who have caregivers, and the issues range from disabilities, as I said, to acute illnesses where they really can't even get by without a caregiver with them all the time. Uh, It's sometimes a thankless role because the person doesn't even realize what the caregiver is going through and what they're doing. So today you will enlighten us, and I can hardly wait to hear what you have to say. Thank you so much, and I really believe that that's an excellent point in the sense that there are many types of caregivers. It's not always, you know, the hospice caregiver. It, like you said, there are many different situations, and I think that those of us who are in healthcare, um, those of us that are healthcare providers, often are so focused on the patient that we overlook at times what's going on with the caregiver. 
Very good point indeed. That is so important. And focused on the treatment, what they have to do, and some of them really do leave out the major role of TLC, the importance of that as well. That's absolutely true, and um, we're realizing now, as we're beginning to study the role of the caregiver, that it actually um, looks a lot like a chronic stress model. And what I mean by that is that the caregiver often has physical and psychological strain over a period of time, and so many of the things that they go through are unpredictable, also out of their control, um, it brings on secondary stress like relationship issues, financial issues, um, a lot of vid- vigilance in their life for what's going to happen next, when is the next shoe going to drop, and pretty soon they find themselves also being exposed to illness. So my special aim today is to not only be a voice for the caregiver, but to also talk about these special psychological and physical Uh, I guess really the effects that can come with long-term caregiving, but most importantly, what can you do about it? How can we help somebody and how can they help themselves if they're a caregiver in that situation? I hope we have a lot of caregivers listening in today or who will listen to the archived uh, interview later on too. Yeah, I just want to say it's great that you're listening in, folks, but this program can be shared via the links with your email account, with Facebook, with Twitter, and they are in our archives, as Cindy mentioned, 24-7 for those of you who know people that want to hear it but can't be with us when we are live here at 11 a.m. Eastern and around the world. So uh, without further ado, where do you want to start? <laughs> There's just I so actually, much information. Well, Right. I'd like to start on the positive side, which is kind of how I like to do everything, even when I'm interacting with patients and caregivers. Let's look at the positive side first because there's a lot of benefit from being a caregiver. For one thing, it can really strengthen our relationship with the person who we're caregiving for, especially if that's a family member or a close friend, which often is the situation these days. So many more adult children of parents are taking care of their parents. So it definitely strengthens the relationship and can add meaning to their life. I know you're starting with the positive, but I have to ask you, do you know of many incidences where the caregivers do a lot, but they are resentful at the same time, don't want to be bothered, wish they weren't the caregiver, wish there was somebody else, in fact? Yes, very often. I mean, that's, you know, that's part... uh, Part of everything that occurs is that when something is too taxing or too overwhelming, um, and we're going to talk a little bit later about when this kind of stress becomes even a burnout situation, that can happen. But every situation like that, um, with good counseling or good insight from even a close friend, you can turn around to see the flip side of it as well. It just all comes down to getting relief for yourself. I honestly believe that even those negative feelings and those negative situations can somehow turn into something more positive um, if you have a little guidance with it. For example, a couple of other positive uh, sides to caregiving are the fact that you are even learning new skills, new skills on how to caregive but also new skills on how to take care of yourself. And often your self-image is increased by knowing that you're more important in that person's life and that you are giving out of your heart. Um, I, I bring a lot of that to the table by listening to patients. And over the last few weeks in preparation, I asked every patient I had who had a caregiver with them if I could speak to the caregiver. And some of my patients are caregivers for their loved one at home while they're still being a patient or they've recently seen somebody, you know, to um, to caregiving or even to passing away. And the main thing I got was again and again individuals saying to me, if you do it with love, then you won't feel that it's so hard. If you do it with love, if you really find that place of love inside of you, that it's a lot easier to go through the very, very difficult pieces of caregiving, the difficult in the financial, difficult in your physical and psychological stress. And I added um, a quote by Mother Teresa to that from one of my interns, Carrie, who's with me right now. It's not how much you do, but how much you love, how much love you put in the doing. 
So um, this is not a simple issue. This is not just a black and white or a quick, easy fix. There's a lot of depth to being a caregiver and a lot of depth to, being, to facing the psychological strain you're under and also to eliminating the stress and being able to overcome it. I love that quote. It, it reminds me of a good meal. You can really tell the difference when that TLC component is in the meal or they're just following the recipe per se. You can always tell when that element is there, when that love is there. You can pick up on the difference. I just want to say something. I know of two in particular doctors or surgeons that have extraordinary credentials, absolutely extraordinary, top of their field, and they totally miss out on the TLC, the caring part, to the point where people didn't even want to go to them. They couldn't handle it. They would just shoot at them the diagnosis without the hand-holding or giving them any faith or hope. So the role of the caregiver, I'm going to say that that is first and foremost the most important component. I think you're so right because the caregiver can in some ways make up for the lack of the TLC that the patient is receiving from the doctor. You know, it's a very lonely place to be, someone who's either disabled or is a patient, and especially when the relationship with their doctor is not giving them any of the meaning or, like you say, the TLC that they need. That part of the medical equation is so important. The relationship really is as important as the medicine and technical side so often I find the caregiver steps in and is the one who has to fill the gap and give the TLC to the patient. Absolutely. And, I mean, there are so many ways it can get back to the caregiver as well. Uh, you know, it's been said it's more blessed to give than to receive. And I'm saying it's more blessed to give and receive. And I find that whenever there's random acts of kindness, whenever people pay it forward, when people do good deeds, it comes back to you in ways you can't even imagine or foresee. Good things come back to you. It is all like a magnet. Good brings forth good. And as I said, in ways you can't even discern at the time, it will come back to you as a reward for your goodness. Mm, that's so true. And that's one of the reasons at this time I'm collecting stories on my website because I would like to hear from both caregivers and, as you say, those who are receiving as well. I'd like to hear their stories. And uh, they're probably, uh, if I compare them to the ones I hear in the clinic, they're rich, rich with love, rich with forgiveness, with um, turning things around, just rich with all kinds of acts of kindness and gratitude. So, which kind of bring us to, you know, what happens with the caregiver that is on the negative side? I think we get, we are going to need to address that, but then what they can do about it. I wanted to make a point of saying that there are both physical and psychological results that um, are the effect of long-term caregiving. For some patients, um, or rather for some caregivers, sleep deprivation, poor eating habits, um, and putting off their own appointments for their doctor are paramount in their lives. They simply don't have the time or the interest or the ability to focus any time and attention to themselves. And this is why some caregivers risk becoming ill. In fact, the increase of illnesses um, in caregivers is something that we've definitely been able to plot as time goes by. Psychologically, they can feel the stress. It can be with anxiety and even to the point of depression. So um, we really have noticed now that there's something we're terming caregiver burnout. That's where it gets to the point where the caregiver has lost interest in their usual things that they had interest in. They even begin to withdraw, have very poor appetite or lose weight. They themselves get sick. And do you know we even have some caregivers honest enough to report that they have thoughts or feelings of either harming themselves or harming the patient. So um, it's really important that caregivers recognize their signs of burnout. They need to know what their own red flags are. 
Yeah, when you mentioned some of the negative uh, byproducts, depression, anger, frustration, wishing they could do more, wishing they could do less, it is a complex issue. But in this world of polarity, there's a plus for every minus. It somehow balances out. But you have to be able to have a positive outlook so you can focus on the positive in the face of the difficulty and the negatives. Right. So I think um, the first step would be recognizing those signs, as you're saying, and then also care for yourself. Really, first care for yourself. You have to. You have to make sure you're in shape to be able to be a good caregiver, and you can't neglect your own needs. Um, I think that a lot of patients need to see the early signs, like even just forgetfulness or irritability, and find out what's the source. Are you feeling overwhelmed by your duties? Are you feeling inadequate, as you referred to? Maybe it's disagreements that are coming up. And also look to see what can you control. We know there's so much that can't be controlled. But if you have realistic expectations, you can look into the situation and find the areas where you can control things, begin to list some possible solutions. So that's always uh, something that you can do and sometimes need a little guidance from friends and family as well. I think that's really important. I'm glad you mentioned all that because uh, when I think of the self-care part, I think of the instruction one gets on an airplane to put the oxygen mask on yourself first. You could have an infant, a baby, but you can't wait to get it on them, but you must put it on yourself first, or you could pass out in trying to put it on them. And the other point I wanted to make about that is you could have the most expensive, best car in the world, and you're not going anywhere if you've run out of gas. Exactly. A good analogy for maintenance. You have to make sure you have your fuel, you have your maintenance, which even brings us to something as simple as diet and sleep. I really believe that um, it's important for caregivers to see a dietitian and look into the way they're eating and also do some meditation. Um, There are so many opportunities for meditation, for breathing exercises, massage. And I know some of the caregivers listening might think, when do I have time to do that? Where am I going to go and do that? But if you have a computer or a phone or an iPad, there are a lot of apps as well as tapes you can get from the library that you could be doing even in just 10-minute intervals. And that's something I like to teach people is how to do techniques of meditation and breathing in very short periods of time because I know that they're overwhelmed with their duties. The other thing I think is hard for caregivers is to ask for help. And probably they might have family or friends who've offered, but they're not really sure about asking. And I like the tips on asking for help, knowing when to ask. Ask at the right time and how to ask. And usually asking very specifically is the best way to ask. Know something specific that you need someone to run to the drugstore for you, someone to sit for 30 minutes while you have respite and take a walk or run out to the drugstore yourself. You need to be very um, willing to let some people help you to be more interdependent. Even just talking helps. On the psychological side, you're already dealing with grief because there is loss involved when you're helping somebody who is needing caregiving Knowing your limits of responsibility is extremely important, knowing what you can do and what you can't. And then, of course, humor. Humor is something that is uh, is something I think we think is only innate. But if you're not naturally one who sees the humor in events or, you know, thinks of jokes to say, there are a lot of resources you could go to for getting some humor into the environment. It would probably help the person you're caregiving as well. Uh, One of our most distinguished guests uh, that we have as a regular on our show, Dr. Bernie Siegel. He's known worldwide. He's written about 20 books. And um, what he stresses the most for patients is the role of humor and how important it is that you are are with positive people, uh, that you feel at peace. So these are all things that when the person is suffering or going through whatever pain, the caregiver can do their role in making the humor happen and and the TLC happen. 
So I consider it one of the most important things that the patient can give to themselves is to be around the positivity and the humor. And God bless the caretaker with all that they're doing has a sense of humor. (laughs) Yes, definitely. You know, they say that uh, you can divide, If there are lots of ways to do this, but you could divide the focus or the outlook on illness in two ways. One, you might approach it with, fear and hopelessness, and there's a lot of fear and anxiety involved. Or you could choose to approach the situation with calm and optimism. And it's not just a snap of the fingers. I'm not saying it's just an easy decision to make, but there are ways to work yourself into a perspective that's more optimistic and that um, produces for you and for the patient more calm. And I like that division. I think that that would help a lot of people to recognize, you know, what's happening in their situation. Because stories that I hear, they usually just feel so frazzled and overwhelmed, out of control, and completely overcome. And if you could really think to yourself, am I walking through this with fear and hopelessness, or can I find some way to see the calm and the optimism? So humor, meditation, anything that brings peace of mind. Um, Even writing a gratitude list, that sounds very simple, but it works for a lot of individuals to sit down every day and find even the tiniest things or the most mundane or expected things that they actually feel very grateful for. I recommend that as a coach all the time, regardless of one's situation, regardless of one's goals. Keep a gratitude journal. It could be the most minute thing you're grateful for to a really big thing. You can repeat them if it shows up the next day as well. I'm, I'm grateful for my friend Cindy, and the next day you can write it again. But that is something I highly recommend as a part of your daily life, keeping that gratitude journal. Mm-hmm. So uh, the first caring for yourself is so paramount, as we said, and then after that you'll notice that you're better able to care for your loved one, or even if it's a job for you, you're better able to do your duties, to do the things that you need to do. So I think that that's very important. And there's so many other practical types of tips, too, that caregivers offer, keeping lists of things, making sure you have everything very organized in the house, you know, where you keep the medications, the list of the things that need to be checked or need to be done. But it's really important that you don't forget your own life, too, that you eat what you need to eat, that you get the rest you need, and that your life is not put on hold completely. That's where we start to see a lot of burnout and a lot of extreme caregiver stress with illness, too. Cindy, do you give classes in this? Because you're so wise, and these pointers are really very important. I do. um, With my job at South Florida Radiation Oncology, if it is our patients and their caregivers, I give classes and I also have a few groups. But privately, for anybody, whether it doesn't have to be cancer, I'll do any kind of um, need for caregiving uh, privately by Skyping on my website and one-to-one if needed. If some people prefer face-to-face, I do help with the loss uh, and grief that comes with caregiving and also just tips in modulating all of the other behavioral and psychological needs you have, tips about eating, tips about soothing yourself. I do a lot of counseling in that area. The reason why, by the way, I do have it as Skype is because so many patients find it impossible to come somewhere to get help, you know, because they feel like they're quite stuck at home. So, and I don't know if you're familiar with Skyping, Joyce, but it's really not I a am, and believe it or not, I registered for it. I've never used it yet, but I, oh. <laughs> I, I will get with the program one of these days. I do have it, haven't used it. But then again, I'm someone that bought a smartphone three years ago when it first came out, this particular one uh, came out. Three years ago, it's sitting in my drawer because I've just been too busy to get over to Verizon for all the free lessons I want <laughs> uh, and all the, I'll put all the apps, I'll do everything. And I said, the problem is I don't have a four-year-old living next door to me that could help me. That's exactly, probably you and at least a dozen other people listening to this are feeling the same way. But you can Skype on an iPad or a computer and you can FaceTime on your smartphone. 
So, and basically what you're doing is you're talking back and forth, but you're able to see the other person's face. That's the only difference. So, in fact, many times um, the Skype may not be up for somebody and we end up just talking on the phone. But I really think it's important for somebody who feels stuck in the home, stuck in the four walls or just completely overwhelmed with their schedule to at least pick up the phone and call and talk with somebody for 30 minutes, for an hour, for whatever it takes. You know, reach out because if you're in there in your own world and you're becoming more and more overwhelmed, you could find yourself cycling down to a pretty scary, dark, and very lonely place where you'll feel more and more out of control and there is help for you. Well, it's always good to know that there's help. Cindy, why don't you give them your website? Tell them a little about that. Let's direct them to your website. Okay. The website is www.com. And then run these next words together, all one word, creation balance. So C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N-B-A-L-A-N-C-E dot com. And I can also be emailed if you're unsure about how to get into the website. You can email me at www.creationbalance.com at yahoo.com. And again, you just run the two words together as if they were one, creation balance at yahoo.com. And I have a um, phone number that you can reach me at, 561-376-0084. Okay, and that is a 361 number is your cell number or your office number? That 561 is an office number specifically for the website, for the outside work that I do. Why and do you repeat that? Okay, 561 376 Very good. Uh, so uh, Dr. Collins has just give you, given you ways to reach out to her, connect with her, and I would certainly endorse her. I've met her several times, so I know what an extraordinary person she is, how knowledgeable and professional she is. So I would certainly recommend her uh, to help you with any of these issues and, of course, so much more. Mm-hmm. Thank you. There are also some agencies I'd like everyone to know. Is this a good time to list the agencies, too? It's always a good time to give people resources. You can never have enough. I agree with Correct. that. Correct. Exactly. There is an organization, it's countrywide, called the Area on Aging. You will find a local chapter for it wherever you live, Area on Aging. Another resource Wait, that I like. Wait one second. Would that be .com, .net, .org? Well, you would just, in your Google or Yahoo search, you would just put in those words, area on aging. Oh, that's and then it, search. Okay. It's so much easier, yeah, because that way it brings up all of the different locations. Okay. And there is another website, www.familycaregiveralliance. Family Caregiver Alliance. This is a really great website. They have newsletters you can get. But you isn't can it again dot com dot net dot something? Dot com. Dot com. Okay. Yeah, sorry Don't about that. Don't forget your dot com, Cindy. I know. Sorry. <laughs> okay. And this is, they call themselves a National Center on Caregiving. So wow. they have a lot of info on the website, plus they you can sign up for a newsletter. And you can join a caregiver group even, this is nice, or just share your story for other people. And, folks, I want to give you my number one favorite resource for caregivers, for people who have health challenges, for people who are healthy. No matter who you are, what your situation is, no matter your age, Whatever it is, my number one favorite resource is to listen to this show every day. And, folks, it's free. So in the words of our health guru, Beverly Nadler, who has the show, Here's to Your Health, each and every Thursday, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. For one who surely knows about good health, our health guru, 
listen up to this, and you'll know the importance of this show. Listen to me. I have something to say about a wonderful way to start your day, a way to stimulate your mind and increase your energy, make you feel so good. And guess what? It's free. Weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, hear the Joyce, Barry, and Friends show. You'll find it on the Internet, on Blog Talk Radio. This show is upbeat and fun and very inspirational. It's informative, educational, and very motivational. There's the Coach's Corner, great quotes and news. There are suggestions, perspectives, and advice you can use to enhance your life and improve your health, plus clever, simple ways to increase your wealth. Joyce's perceptions and personality will keep you captivated, and her guests from many walks of life will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show so unique, really a sensation. For Joyce's friends are not only the guests you're listening to, they're everyone who is tuning in. Yes, I do mean you. So refer your friends and family. They'll be so pleased to know. And let's make Joyce, Barry, and Friends the number one Internet radio show. And, folks, we do ask that you partner up with us in having that happen. Simply go to Joyce Barry and Friends.com, Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E. You'll see my picture on the upper left right under that. It says follow. If you click on that, you need not miss any show. You'll find every show, every guest, every topic in our archives 24-7. You can download, upload, email out, send the links. Uh, while we're on the topic of caregiving, I just want to say that sometimes it's the busiest people that have an extraordinary life, that have so much on their plate, and yet they make the best caregivers. I have to say that of everyone I know, the most extraordinary caregiver is my dear friend Peter Marks, and with his busy, crazy, insane schedule he managed to bop on today. Peter, I can't believe you're with us. I know all the appointments you had today. Yes, well, Joyce, uh, the one thing that you can count on me for, no matter how busy I am, is my loyalty and my love to you and for the Joyce Barry and Friends show. And Dr. Collins, thank you very much for your brilliant wisdom, your knowledge that you're disseminating uh, it's a fascinating radio show. I do feel a personal attachment to the information that you are giving out because I have chosen to take care of an 89-year-old uh, elderly mother. And um, I don't know if you know whom he is, but I used to work with a Dr. Earl Groman, who was a world-renowned bereavement counselor, and he had taught me years ago when I was doing TV shows with him that uh, the challenge of not only being a caregiver, but also the lessons that the caregiver would learn in the daily preparations of their uh, elderly parent. So um, w the information and advice that you're giving out today I hope even the youngest uh, audience listener is uh, assimilating this information because we will all be at this period at some time in our lives. I just want to say that Cindy started the show by saying how many, in today's world, how many children are going back to live with their parents. Uh, yes. And and so that's absolutely true. And I, I had referenced that there's a lot of resentment, anger, frustration oftentimes on caregiving, uh, that people don't want to do it, have no choice because there's no one else around. But you, Peter Marks, with such love, such commitment, such amazing uh, uh, confidence, 
that you can handle it all no matter what's in your life, no matter what's in your way. You don't even make any appointments with anyone outside the home unless you've got to figure it out how someone can be there for your mom. Well, I appreciate that, Joyce, but I want to tell you also, and you don't know this, uh, you being in my life has facilitated and has added to my ability to care for my mother because it does get uh, depressing at times. It does get frustrating. And then when I call you in between times when I have the ability away from clients to try to cheer myself up, uh, our laughter together, our being able to see uh, the optimism in life uh, on a daily basis does assist me in uh, keeping my sanity. No, I never knew... I'll turn it back to you in a moment, Cindy. I just want to say I didn't know that. And the reason it wouldn't even occur to me, because I have faced major health challenges in the last few years. And every time I I want to give up, every time I feel scared, every time I I am so upset at what I've been going through, challenge after challenge, I pick up a phone and call you, and you always make me feel so much better. Thank you. What I wanted to say is that I'm so impressed with your taking care of your mother, and and I'm really appreciate appreciating you saying that it has caused some amount of depression because that the secondary stress that I was referring to is with relationships. I mean, she took care of you all those years. Now it's quite a reversal, isn't it, to be the adult taking care of your older parent. I think that's a lot of older adults are having difficulty in navigating those relationship issues, and that in itself could be very frustrating and uh, and very difficult. And then I really love that you said one of your best ways is that you have your trusted friend that not only you can talk to, but that she has humor and cheers you up, you know, that joy has been able to do that. So you're sharing with us such an important tip for the patients and the caregivers who are listening and giving an example for them on on how much that really does work. It's a real thing to feel yourself in these depressed states, and it's excellent to be able to find a way out or something that will soothe it. Thank you for sharing that. I want to give to friends of caretakers is never resent that they're dealing with their caretaker responsibilities because you need them for something, anything. I always say to Peter, Peter, your mother comes first, then I'm second through tenth. (laughs) 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 I always honor that relationship. Uh, uh, Dr. Collins, anything else you want to say to Peter? He's only got about 50 appointments today. I can't believe he's here in the studio. I'd like to say I'm honored that you came on to the show with that many appointments and things to do. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't have missed this for the world. And, again, uh, your being on the show is giving uh, uh, millions of people uh, very, very good resources for uh, dealing with the uh, elderly and caring for them And I just wanted to say on a note, I had decided years ago my father had to go into a nursing home uh, because he had the beginnings of pneumonia, Mm -hmm. and unfortunately he died to medical neglect in the nursing home. So I had decided after that had occurred that when my mother became of age that I would keep her at home and that I would um, be able to get uh, caretakers and nurses. And uh, it was the best decision that I've ever made because my soul is at peace and my love for her is unbelievable. Oh, that's wonderful. I really love to hear that. And you've just hit on another point of stress for so many people is uh, just dealing with the arena, the medical arena. There's so many difficulties these days with the medical yes. staff. And you, you could have easily had so much resentment from the experience with your father that you would have instead just isolated from the situation. I like how you turned that into a positive and really get, that fueled you, you know, and get major decision what it needed to be to help your mother. That's beautifully said. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you, Doctor. 
And I'm so delighted at all this experience he's getting on caretaking because <laughs> I know that of anyone I know, he's the one that I'd like to take care of me. <laughs> so that's what you have to look forward to, Peter. I can't think of anyone else I'd rather take care of me than you. Thank you, darling. I love you, too. And thanks for bopping on. I know what a challenge that was. Okay, back to you, Dr. Collins. Uh, Where do you want to go next? Well, I was thinking about bringing on more calls if we have anybody waiting in the in the. Do you have anyone? I will say this: my whole board is filled, Dr. Collins, but people haven't clicked on one, meaning they want to speak. So Uh. oftentimes we have. Uh, you know, people that call in rather than sit at the computer. So while they can be thinking of clicking on one, I I can call on them, but oftentimes they just want to listen. But, yes, my board is full, including the chat room. And while we're waiting on that, I just want to share that those of you who are following uh, Dr. Collins and want to get to her website, uh, the what is that again? The let's see. Oh, the creationbalance.com uh-huh. website. Uh-huh. As a longtime coach, I can often read the thoughts of people with my years of experience. And you're saying, "Great show, Doctor. Really has helped me a lot. I will get to that website someday. I'll connect with Doctor Collins someday. I'll get to." this information, those resources someday. So for those of you who actually believe there is a someday, I wrote this for you. Someday, an original poem by yours truly, Joyce Barry. I went to my calendar and took a look. I discovered that someday was not in the book. I looked carefully, for someday I did seek, but only Monday through Sunday appeared on each week. I got really confused. This was not funny. I always said someday I'd make very good money. I always said someday I'd get everything done. I always said someday I'd be number one. I always said someday this and someday that. Someday is starting to sound like very old hat. I became very sure that something was wrong. No someday on my calendar all along. I thought everything I wanted would come to be. It would happen someday. I kept telling me. It was someday. I kept telling you that all our dreams were sure to come true. How shocking to discover that all along, someday was not in the calendar. How could I be so wrong? How could I not know that why I was stuck was that someday would never, ever show up? There wasn't a calendar anywhere, none to be found, that had someday in it, it would never come around. I always knew that if something is going to be, I am totally responsible. It's all up to me. I thought of my goals and made a new list. How exciting to realize that someday did not exist. Now I really know without any doubt that Monday through Sunday is in and someday is out. So I ask you women, I ask you men, I ask myself, if not right now, when? Folks, I really invite you to find a calendar with someday in it, yet think of how many times you're going to get to that thing someday. I'm going to our studio lines, and here we have someone that did ask to speak. 561801, your name, where you're calling from, and your question or comment. 561801, your mic is on. Are you there? Yes. Yes. Your name and where are you calling from? Um, Wellington, here locally in Florida. And um, Cindy, can you make out what he's saying? Because I can't. 
This person is from Florida, from Wellington. It, what's the first name of? Do you have a woman there calling? I hear. Yes. Yeah. Her, her name and what's her name? Gladys. My this name is, is Gladys. This is Gladys. Good morning, Gladys. Thank you so much for calling in. I know. Uh, I believe I know who you are, and you have spent a lifetime being a caregiver. Correct. Okay. Yes. What can what can you tell us today about a special insight about caregiving based on your experience? Well, I would say caregiver. The first thing about caregiver, they have to have a lot of patience. They have to have a lot of affection and love, and uh, they have to have a lot of understanding that when you become old, there are. There are things about you that people have to understand. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you, you, sometimes your mind does not work the same as when you were young. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get a little foggy, and people have to learn, the, the giver has to understand that these are things they got to face. Mm-hmm. So that you, is you, a, you, go ahead. So you do these things just by being thinking about your own self or even about your parents you have experience of. Mm-hmm. Love is not only to give to people from who you work with, but if you, if you have love from your beginning of life, then you will show it to the world and you will show it to the people you have to work with. Mm-hmm. And that is certainly important. Mm-hmm. That's a really important and beautiful tip. Thank you. And I'll repeat for the rest of the audience that you said it's important to have patience and affection and love, and especially to understand that for older individuals, as they're aging, that their mind is not working as well as it had been. They might not even be somewhat foggy, and that takes a lot of extra patience and extra love. We Gladys, that was a great, a, a great tip. Very, very important, and from one who would certainly know that. Let me go to five six one three eight five. What is your name, and where are you calling from? See, Cindy, there's an example. They're on the board. They're not in the host queue, but I know you wanted to hear from some mm-hmm. others. So they are not in the host queue. I'll give you another moment. Would you like to say something? I'm inviting you. Five six one yes. three eight five. Okay. Name and where are you calling from? I'm going to have to move on. She said yes, but she's not there. Radio, the worst thing you can do is silence. So I'll try one more. Again, these are not uh, asking to speak, and I'm calling them because I know they're here for you. 954-296. Name and where are you calling from? Hi, this is uh, Jan Weinrob. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. What's her name? Hi, um, Jan. 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 And I live Jan? in Margate. Yes. Okay. I live in Margate. Go ahead, I Jan. Your Mar- question or comment? I'm have, I have a comment. I've um, a spinoff from what Cindy said. I was. I've been a caregiver. I took care of my husband who had battled cancer for five years. And at the same time, I was taking care of my uh, 90-year-old parents who lived in Naples and working a full-time job. And so one of the things that Cindy said that I thought was really important is letting your friends help you. I had some of my friends cook meals that I took to my parents, or they gave me breaks, um, or they went with me and supported me. And now I have breast cancer while they took it out. And I have a caregiver taking care of me, and also Cindy, too. Cindy's my caregiver. Well, you certainly have the best with Cindy. And um, I, sure, I, I sure do. I, 
appreciate your coming on. For those of you in Florida, uh, so I know Cindy is based in Florida, but I want to give you the best resource I have besides Cindy, and that would be the Sari Center in Florida, S-A-R-I. They specialize in people that either have had cancer, are going through it now, are the caregivers. So everyone that works on you at that center is trained to uh, work with you. That's the Sari Center, S-A-R-I Center. They do, uh, yesterday I was there. I had acupuncture yesterday. I had reflexology yesterday. They do healing touch. Uh, They have a lot of modalities. And like I said, they are all uh, trained to work with caretakers and people dealing with cancer in the past or currently. Yeah, Sari Center is such an excellent resource. I agree with you, Joyce. They have so many things that they offer the cancer patient. And um, for those of us who are non-cancer patients or those of you who are not able to utilize something that's for oncology, there are so many other resources out there, too, for, again, acupuncture, meditation, relaxation, Reiki, um, even hypnosis. It goes on and on. It would really advise you checking up with um, some of the other organizations and finding out what's available. Even if you're dealing with someone who has Alzheimer's or who has Parkinson's, uh, if you contact those actual organizations, They'll give you an idea of what's available. There's another great website that you can find out for your region uh, who's out there for you, and it's called Allies, A-L-I apostrophe S, Allies Alliance. And, um, A-L-L-I apostrophe S. That's something you Google also. It's not yes, a website. You, you Google it, and it'll pull up the website, but Google A-L-I, just one L, apostrophe S, Alliance. Oh, 1L. I'm glad you mm-hmm. said that. Allie sounded like 2L. And what they've done is they have the people who have put up the website go around and just continue to gather more and more resources for every area across the country, actually, you know, that are available for all those kinds of body and mind help that we all need when we're going through a caregiver experience. Is Jan still on the line? No, I t- well, they are, okay. but I took her mic off because okay. we're starting to wind down. And okay. I wanted to say to you folks, if you are listening to these tips, you want to implement them, then I ask you to ask yourself the question, if not now, when? Joyce, Barry, and Friends, the number one worldwide Internet radio show. This poem, an original by U.S. Truly, is entitled, If Not Now, When? We are giving you the education. We are giving you the information. We are giving you the motivation. We are giving you the inspiration. What you really need to do is to put this into application. Do you want a transformation? You must use your imagination. It might take some perspiration. It's all in the preparation. You must really be sure there is no procrastination. It helps to have a fascination and very strong determination. You want a positive demonstration, achieve success in the administration. It really is the time. Give each show your consideration. What is your aspiration? What do you need for stimulation to get healthy and off that medication? To get wealthy, it's your destination. So make today the day for your participation. If you do, congratulations. If not now, when? Folks, I I just want to say two things. One, as a coach, ask yourself the question, if not now, when? Uh, 
too many people procrastinate, too many people are waiting for some day to show up. Uh, really, uh, share this show with your friends, relatives. And let me get back to the Sari Center. It's located in Palm Beach Gardens and West Palm Beach. Uh, it's a private nonprofit organization developed to provide support to cancer patients, their loved ones, their caregivers. And the phone number is 561 578 5900. 561-598-5900. I want to get back to you, Dr. Collins, for closing remarks and the message you want to leave people. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you for this venue, too, Joyce. I just want to thank you for giving me this opportunity to bring the voice of the caregiver and get their story out there and at least a few of the tips and some recognition of what many of them are going through. Um, I I love your poem, Someday. So do uh, you know how much I love that poem, and I really think that that's so important. Don't put things off that you can do now, and there is a lot of help there for everyone. Live every day as if you're in the present day and the present moment, and please don't be afraid to ask for help. Reach out. There are those who do want to help you if you are a caregiver. Be very aware of your signs of stress or burnout, and be certain to receive the help that's being offered. It was an extraordinary show, Dr. Collins. You come up with any topic, any time, I will get you programmed into the show. You're always welcome. I say that with all sincerities. One of the things you stressed was the importance of humor. So I want to give you folks my official website. It's JoyceBarry.com. I'm a success coach, so I work with you on your goals, getting outside the box to get more of what you want in life. JoyceBarry.com, the official site, and you'll find testimonials from people all over the country, people just like you, their organizations or personally uh, that want to use my coaching services, and I just want to share a few of my favorite testimonials. Joyce Barry is an outstanding success coach. She is a master coach, the best of the best. Here are just a few of her clients who want to endorse her. Marlon Brando. Hiring Joyce as a coach is an awful you can't refuse. President Bill Clinton. I did not have sex with that woman. I did not have sex with Joyce. She is my coach. Sylvester Stallone. Yo, Adrian, Joyce is the best coach, you know. She helped me train for Rocky. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I hired the Joyce-inator because no matter how much I may drive her crazy, I know she'll be back. President Ronald Reagan. Well, Joyce, uh, Nancy, and I just love you. There you go again. Win one for the Barry. Elvis Presley. I'm all shook up about hiring Joyce as a coach. I'll get a little less conversation, a little more coaching. Jack Nicholson. If you can handle the truth, you want Joyce as your coach. Johnny Carson. I can hire Joyce as a coach? I did not know that. That is wild. Did you know that, Ed? (laughs) Charlie Sheen. Winning. That's because Joyce is my coach. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Woody Allen. Are you crazy? This whole time I haven't had Joyce Barry as a coach? You kidding me? Hi, Ted Siuba, and I think and grow rich. If you were thinking about hiring Joyce Barry as your coach, just do it, and we'll grow rich together. And even Joyce Barry herself. What do Olympic athletes have that you don't have? A coach. Hire me and have this be your best year ever. If not now, when? I want that gold medal. I want to hire me. Email coachjoyce at AOL.com. That's coachjoyce at AOL.com. Coachjoyce at AOL.com. And when you send that email in the uh, subject line, just put Cindy. I always like to know the show that inspired people to write to me. So in the subject line, put Cindy, and I'll be willing uh, and happy to give you a free coaching session uh, if, if you want to learn how to make extra money, if you want some great resources, uh, absolutely free just for sending that email. like to know your thoughts about a show, comments, what kind of shows you want to hear. 
so do send me that email. I love getting email from our loyal listeners. And do go to JoyceBarryAndFriends.com, the radio show website. Under my picture on the upper left, click follow, and you'll never need to miss a show. You'll know that every guest, every topic, every show. Cindy, what's your final, <laughs> final word? My final word is from the patient as well as Mother Teresa, do it with love. I love it. I love you. As I said, always welcome to come back. And I want to leave you folks with this special prayer. May yesterday be the last day, the very last day of your struggles, your suffering, your ill health, your misfortunes, your problems, your pain, your worries, your troubles, your trials and tribulations. May today be the first day. It is the first day of the rest of your life. May it be the beginning of the very best of your life with extraordinary wishes granted and dreams coming true. Make this the most meaningful year of making more money, good health, good luck, good fortune, attracting special people and opportunities, creating magical memories, and manifesting marvelous miracles. Folks, make someone happy today. That's my special message. We want to make you happy as well. So we invite you to sing along with us, dance along with us, and laugh along with us. And you can do that starting right here, right now, to the Joyce Barry Mash. I was listening to Blog Talk Radio when my ears heard something that I did know. From the speakers of my laptop I heard a voice. It was the White Oprah, also known as Joyce. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. I felt so inspired. By her show, and her poetry was just so good, you know. I want to listen to Joyce again and again, as Joyce would say, if not now, when? He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce knows all about having fun. She's a home business wizard and she's just begun. She's a coaching sensation for not just me or you or her. It's for everyone. You can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She's a home business smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. Have a fantastic day and listen to Joyce Barry and Friends.